folks, it is that time again, folks, for the Christmas special, even though Christmas has already come and gone, and in fact, New Year's has come and gone, we're recording this on the 1st, the, the on January 1st, 2023, and we have a special guest, so uh, first of all, I'm Ben Moon, one of your hosts, joined by N- the illustrious Nick Kelly. The other one. The other one. And then, and then, and then, and then, our special friend... Missy Evans. Welcome, Missy. Thanks. Round of applause. Uh, so, as you know, if you listen to this last year, we gosh, we've been doing this for a while now, haven't we? Uh, if you remember last year, we did a, a Hallmark trailer <clears throat> uh, Christmas special, and Missy joined us, and it was so much fun. And we decided to do it again, and she was up for it, and uh, the advertisers were like, yeah, we can throw her a bone. So... <laughs> That's actually, that episode is the one that I got the most people DMing me about telling me that they liked it. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're probably like, you know, uh, a little a little um, female uh, sensibilities to this dumb dude's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a welcome, a welcome energy. A welcome energy. Folks. Uh, we're, we're just going to go through some of the normal stuff with Missy on board. And that means we're going to talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched. Missy, since you're the, the guest, we're going to let you start us off. But because you haven't been on in a year, you have to tell us literally everything you've watched in a calendar year. (laughs) In in order, please. Uh, I think that's way too many things. I watch way too many shows. Uh, I think it's obvious when I'm constantly telling you guys you should watch something and you're like, my list is so long. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I chronically have things on in the background, so I get through too much to talk about. But this specific week, three of the things I watched, because I did watch also a lot of Hallmark movies, um, was Spirited, the new Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, other guy will ferrell will ferrell no, there we go cowbell. ryan reynolds and will ferrell on uh apple i like subbed to apple for this month specifically to watch that and a couple other apple shows and then i got to see glass onion which i had been looking forward to on netflix i really liked knives about knives out when that came out i really appreciate if they would continue to make these mysteries and then there was a new season of letter kenny and i accidentally watched it all in a day well, that's, oh, wow. that's easy. There's only yeah. six episodes in there. Half an hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I do usually try to stop and pace, but it just doesn't work out. Oh, yeah. I've never been able to not watch one in one sitting. I'm a couple behind because mm-hmm. like, I, I forget that it's out, so then I'll just catch up because uh, it's really easy to catch up. But I, I watched the same t- two out of three things as you, so I'll just I'll just go right into it. So like, I also watched Spirited. I wasn't expecting it to be a musical. I didn't know it was, or I knew and I forgot. And so they started singing. I was like, well, this makes sense. Will Ferrell is always singing. But then I was like, I've never seen Ryan Reynolds sing ever in anything. So that was interesting. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I also watched Glass Onion. So obviously we're not going to say any spoilers because it's a mystery thing and that would ruin it. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. Knives Out. Love Knives Out. Glass Onion. Very fun. Uh, Ryan Johnson makes the best mystery mm-hmm. movies. I heard some people didn't like Spirited. Do you know why that might be? Maybe they don't like musicals. Hmm. 
people definitely don't like musicals. There's those people out there. And this is very obviously musical, so I don't know why you'd watch it if you knew you didn't like yeah. musicals. But I also did... I was watching this late in the evening, and I got to a point where I was like, oh, it's still going. And every scene after that point was still very enjoyable and lovely, um, but it is a very long movie. It's it's way longer than it needs to be. Yeah. It kind of has that Return of the King uh, five endings thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was real long. It was definitely, it probably could have shaved off 25 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so I watched some stuff on the... Pl- well, actually, did I watch this on the plane? Who cares? Uh, I watched Troll. Yeah, on Netflix? On on Netflix. And I liked it. Uh, the effects were real good in that. Yeah, real sur- surprisingly good, I thought. S- yeah, surprisingly good. And it made me want to go to Norway. Norway is so beautiful. It is, but it's full of monsters. Well, maybe maybe my... If there's some such thing as monsters... That might mean that I have the ability to have powers and abilities above the normal man. And so maybe I would be able to battle them in some way. You never know. You won't know until you try. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, why don't you try some of these powers? Uh, Why don't you go outside and see if you can fly? (laughs) Jump off your porch (laughs) and just believe hard enough. Oh, I... I Well, if you believe in yourself enough, you can make any pizza personal pan pizza as we know (laughs) i literally Um, just did that (laughs) you must believe in yourself i'm really tempted to do that after this (laughs) recommend it i do i do have a superpower i found out that i don't get seasick oh well that's isn't that special don't worry i get seasick enough for all of us (laughs) oh no i get get queasy not on small boats but on i used to uh have to go to michigan and uh, I would take the ferry sometimes, and it made me ill. The ferry made Nick ill. Living in the place with the most lakes. Yep. I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I never threw up or anything. It just made me queasy. Somebody told me that Minnesota considers a lake to be six acres or larger, and that Wisconsin considers lakes to be two acres or larger. Mm-hmm. So occasionally you'll hear Wisconsin people saying they have more lakes, but it's technically not true. I Right, right. <laughs> Unless we're right, and then it technically is true, and you're wrong. Bureaucrat Conrad, you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. No. Nope. nope. <laughs> Minnesota is just full of mooses and loons. Uh, that's, yeah. Mooses and loons. Loonies. Uh, I finished Andor. Hey, the end, the ending of the last episode of Andor, I felt was a little anticlimactic. Uh, obviously, no spoilers. Which, like the, just the finale? No, no, the, like the very like last shot. I don't remember uh, what was it was. It? I finished okay, it when well. God intended to, like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Can't wait for second season. Um, you guys, first of all, both of you were right about Star Trek Lower Decks. I've been continuing to watch Lower Decks. Uh, it is great. You have Good. with you right now the two greatest uh, prophets of Star Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's and I have seen enough Star Trek that I get a lot of the jokes. Like m- the majority of the jokes, I get. Yeah. Missy and yeah. I uh, cosplayed Star Trek Lower Decks at Dragon Con, and it was the most fun cosplay that I've 
I think I've done. Yeah. That's I great. have a couple Star Trek costumes. They're all the most enjoyable costumes. The Star Trek fandom is some of the nicest nerds in the entire world. Can confirm. Um, Lower Decks is great. I feel like a gateway. Like, I feel like I've gotten people to watch Star Trek for the first time in their lives by recommending that show. Yeah, hmm. me. <laughs> you watched um, Voyager. I watched Voyager, but I'm watching the original series right now because of Lower Decks. Because I want to okay. get more Lower Decks references. I do love the original series. Voyager I watched because of Seven of Nine. Mm-hmm. And but like now I'm watching it because Lower Decks is so good. Uh, also, one of my favorite cosplay joke joke stories is when we were packing up at the end of Dragon Con. Missy was like, "Oh, because uh, Missy had provided the uh, rank pips for our costume." She's like, you can just keep that rank pip. And I was like, oh, Missy, I already packed it. I was fully intending on keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) Rank pip thief. I was just like, yeah, thanks. I already already took it. Like, I already have it. It's gone. We put the locking backs on it. It wasn't worth taking off. (laughs) Yeah, and then I realized that I... I was the one who had the little tiny Allen wrench, and so your locking backs are just stuck until next time you see me. <laughs> it is. I took it to the dry cleaners when I got home um, because there's really no other way to clean those uniforms with the white stripe in the middle, mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to just like spot clean around it. I was like, I'm sorry. I usually take the pins off, but I can't get this one off. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that like on the plane on the way back, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, oh, well, she, she's a smart kid. She'll figure it out. I'll find a tiny Allen wrench eventually. The locking backs that I have are like the pull kind that have like the, they're really obnoxious to get off, but you don't need an extra tool to get them off. Yeah, but mine don't come off though, so. Yeah, mine are locking ones. They just have like an extra like mechanism that you pull up on. Hmm. Well, mine is dry cleaner proof. (laughs) Yep, definitely dry cleaner proof. Uh, all right. Well, we don't have really any news. It was very slow news-wise. I don't think there was hardly any entertainment news. Not really. Uh, over, the, over the break. Not that I remember. No. Um, have we recorded since I've been back from Europe? Yeah, well, I think so. We recorded not last week because it was Christmas, but the week before we did. Okay. I, I, time, is a, time has no meaning in these holidays, this holiday season. Ain't that the truth? It is. Um... So we don't have any news. Let's let's. I tell you what. Let's do the question times. The questions terms. Uh, so today's question time is is on theme. Okay, on theme. Uh, so the question is: What genres should they add to Hallmark holiday movies? Because I know we get the rom coms and you know the family uh, roms or whatever. I don't know. What should they add? Missy, as the guest, I insist you go first again. Okay. Yes. And ladies first. Um, I love spy movies. I would love Hallmark-style spy thrillers. I think... So they do have a mystery channel, and there might be some some Hallmarky spy movies on there. I haven't really looked... I haven't dug into the mystery channel. Uh, but I just think it would be a lot of fun, especially if you had a spy th- thriller Christmas romance. That would be great. Like uh, the, the Smiths or whatever... Yeah, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I think (laughs) I don't think there's like guns on the Hallmark Channel though, so they would it would have to be like all martial arts or snowballs. Yes, snowballs. Snowballs. And you know, like they have this rule where it has to be Christmas in every shot, and so like if they're in their you know their their secret base, 
uh, they have to have like a little small Christmas tree or like a little bit of garland or something, you mm-hmm. know, amongst all the tech. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be like some grizzled spy that has lost his belief in Christmas fighting some other spy who definitely believes in Christmas. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would watch that. Uh, I, I would like a, a sci-fi one. Like I want a Hallmark like sci-fi space village Christmas where – uh, like this woman has a high paying job at uh, Coruscant or something <laughs> and she goes to Tatooine for the holidays <laughs> and there's this moisture evaporator farmer there, you know, real classic <laughs> uh, Hallmark story, but in a sci-fi setting with like a real crummy budget too, like, like stage, sci- like, you know, like, like, like the day the earth stood still, you know? Yeah. Slightly yeah. a, a- Slightly better than the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. But only just. Only just. <laughs> only just. Uh, so I said I want a Lethal Weapon style action comedy. Um, like a buddy cop movie. But but in this case, it's like the big city detective has to go to a small town and... The, and team up with the small town cop and um maybe it's not a romance but you know they gotta they gotta catch the bag or they gotta defeat the villain in the small town mm-hmm. and then the big city cop realizes hey i don't and maybe it's two ladies maybe she realizes she doesn't have to get the big gig in the city she can be happy uh, in the small town. Do you want to know why this is so perfect? It's because Shane Black directed Lethal Weapon. And Shane Black always puts Christmas scenes in his movies. Like Iron Man 3, uh, Lethal Weapon has some, uh, his various other movies, uh, The Good Guys. But yeah, there's always Christmas stuff in Shane Black movies. Ha! Huh. That is perfect. Okay. Um, so, so guys, if you have a genre that you would like to see Hallmark add to their holiday movie line up let us know and we'll tell you how to get in touch with us later in the show we won't do it right now because that's not how we do things around here nope it's not time for that it's not time for that uh but it is time for the new 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 a new new ill news is an ill guest trailers folks we have an adele dazine they're wickedly talented Adele, Dazeen. There it is. The first two are normal, normie trailies, but then after that we get into the good stuff. We do. Uh, so we start out with this uh, Disney 2023 teaser trailer. Uh, as we know, the mouse is doing more quality over quantity coming up, but uh, this they've got some good stuff coming up in 2023. Yeah, so this is just like real fast sizzle reel of all the stuff coming out over the next year. And we got to look at Ahsoka and... Uh, they they fixed kind of her look uh, from Mandalorian where her her head tails, the Leku, are longer because they're very long in the Clone Wars. And they were like really stubby in Mandalorian. And everyone I remember on the on the Internet was like, it doesn't translate from animation exactly and trying to defend it. And I was like, but Shakti, <laughs> Shakti is in the prequels. Like we've seen, it's the same thing as as with the the Grand Inquisitor. It's like we've seen these character these species before in live action. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder what the the um the reasoning that the designers and the cost, you know, the uh, the effects artists and all that kind of stuff chose for the short leku originally. I can tell you. Uh oh. it was easier to do the lightsaber stunts uh without them getting in the way. However, Lauren Mary Kim said she was perfectly capable of doing the stunts with the longer ones because she they had it on her when she did the mocap for Ahsoka in the uh, Clone Wars. So. Ah. And she's the stunt double for Ahsoka. Well, there you go. Anything else? So this uh, we're going to get uh, uh, Loki Season 2. I uh, got a little bit from that. Uh, and we've got uh, Owen Wilson's back. Wow. Oh, wow. So that's good. I'm looking forward to Loki. I think, well, they kind of left us on like a cliffhanger. And I've been watching the movies that came out since then in the MCU looking for like background clues of what we can expect from this season of Loki. And I just haven't seen anything that's like, this is exactly what's going to happen other than uh, the trailers for Quantum Mania. Yeah, that'll be the, I think, the most tied in. Mm -hmm. There was, in Multiverse of Madness, there was a shot of the time chamber the that he who remains was in and like the broken stuff floating around but that was the only thing so far but also a lot of a lot of phase four they set at the same time so a lot of the things happen at the same time and mm-hmm. that was intended to catch everything up to the five-year time jump that happened in endgame because uh, it put everything in 2023 so now they're caught up uh, by doing that, everything sort of can exist in real time now. Nice. Excited nice. for it. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good stuff ahead. Uh, then we have a trailer for Oppenheimer. This is, yeah, this is the Christopher Nolan movie, the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. And this stars Killian Murphy and Emily Blunt and like a million other people. This looks good to me. I know you don't like... Uh... What's his face? Chris Nolan, yeah. Chris Nolan, uh, but man, I, you know, I think this, this is. I, I will say this trailer, just the trailer, one of the best trailers I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Missy, what Very do you intense. feel about Chris Nolan? Um, he's a hit and miss director for me. Agreed. Yeah, but well, he is for me too. I don't like Inception. Me neither. I, <gasps> oh, I love Inception. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> like sensation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. I want to talk to you all the time, but and I don't think you would do this. But the people that really like Inception and are so into it are so personally offended if you don't like it. In my experience, Ben Ben um, doesn't care if you don't like the same cartoons as him. Yeah. Oh, I I, I definitely don't. Um, Interstellar was kind of fun. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but it was fun. It was you know I wouldn't watch it again dark knight i mean I'll, I'll watch probably all the batman movies i really don't have like good bad opinions of batman movies all of them are fun in their own way what else we got here dunkirk. dunkirk that one's my favorite of his okay i'll take a look at that and tenant i missed out on too so uh don't worry about <laughs> don't worry about seeing that one okay yeah. so hit and miss but i also haven't seen i guess a ton of his uh tops here I like Dunkirk a lot. I thought Dunkirk was great. Uh, I like all the Batman movies, except the plot of The Dark Knight seems like a defense of the Patriot Act, which I don't care for. <laughs> it kind of does. You're right. Yeah, so I don't care I for that. that. <laughs> uh, like, Heath Ledger's real great, but I don't care for that part of it. 
Um, I don't like. I actually like Batman Begins better than The Dark Knight, which is a uh, an outlying it, opinion. I I I, tr- I respect that opinion because the plot is better. I just think Heath Ledger elevates The Dark Knight a lot. I also like Dark Knight Rise. Dark Knight Rises a lot. So Batman Begins was with Bane. Is Scarecrow. That that Scarecrow is Batman Begins. Scarecrow. Man, there's so many Batman movies. It's true. There, there are. That is that is true. Um, all right, so now let's get into the Hallmark and well, not just Hallmark here. We've got some W, which I don't know what is that the Women Channel? Is that what that's called? Which what's what's, what's W? Where, which uh, there are some that? W movies on here. By the way, the kids are now saying something called W Riz. Is are you do you have W Riz? I, what does that uh, mean? Uh, it means like a like winning charisma. These are all Hallmark movies, and the only one that isn't is the Hallmark movie mysteries. The sister swap and mild drama said it was coming out on, or it said that, like the the YouTube channel was W. Maybe it was just the YouTube channel was W. I might have grabbed non Hallmark trailers for those because those came out last year. Like the okay. trailers, like reposted to a different channel. Ah, okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. okay. Now we go. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's start off here with uh, Ghosts of Christmas Always. Yes. Yes. Uh, I I tried to include what I thought was like a a good hit for every like style of Hallmark movie that they do. Yeah, you did this last year, and it's my favorite thing ever that you continued it because some of your little classifications are so accurate so uh, i'm gonna let you do the, i usually do the plot breakdowns but obviously the reason we have you here is because you're an expert in these and i'm gonna let you do the <laughs> plot breakdowns well and i stole these these plot summaries straight off the hallmark website so we can decide if we really agree with them too um but well we haven't watched them but you know from the trailers um so Catherine is a ghost of Christmas present, and she must help one soul, Peter, rediscover his Christmas spirit. But this year has something unusual in store. In quote in a in parentheses there, I just include a Dickens of a romance because it was the joke that they made immediately in the trailer. Yep, they did. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's so with all of these two, I included the trailer and the sneak peek because Hallmark trailers are only. 50 seconds long or about 50 seconds long i think they have learned that their plots are are predictable. so derivative <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to find like a nice way to say it <laughs> uh easily guessed from more than 50 from anything that's longer than 50 seconds of a preview <laughs> <laughs> um so i did notice all the trailers were much shorter this year they're maybe trying to bring some mystery into it um, but in the sneak peek, they did have Lori Tanchen just like sitting, just standing in the background as one of the ghosts. And if you don't know who that is, she's hilarious, um, older actress. Uh, she was in Aquafina's Nora from Queens, and she's one of the aunts in Turning Red. I should watch Aquafina's Nora from Queens because I love her. She's hilarious. Lori Tanchen is the, uh, might be Chin. I feel, I'll feel bad if I'm saying her name wrong, but she is the funniest person on Aquafina's Nora from Queens by far. And there are a lot of funny people on that show, but this woman is the funniest. You'll literally die. You know, what I found uh, hilarious was we just had a Charles Dickens, Ryan Reynolds movie, and the guy in this, Peter, is 
openly doing a Ryan Reynolds impression. Like, like the way he's talking, everything I, he says, yeah, for sure. he's like, huh, oh, a ghost of Christmas past. Well, real original. You know, he's like talking like Ryan Reynolds, you know? <laughs> I think there's a couple of these movies where I thought the, like the male actor was impersonating Ryan Reynolds. That's the thing to do right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They want that Ryan Reynolds W. Riz. <laughs> That's uh, what they want. W. Riz is going to unfortunately uh, lead the pack right now for episode names. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. I got a question for you. So if, if this, um, if you're a ghost, doesn't that signify you're a dead person? It does. and But like that hasn't stopped Hallmark and other, like Netflix too has a Christmas movie ghost romance um, I think we might have talked about it last year. I don't think I included it in the trailers. I believe it's called Spirit of Christmas. Or it might did, be another did, one. At the, well, tell me this. Do, at the end, does the ghost get to become a real boy like Pinocchio? Is this basically a Pinocchio story? Do you know, I haven't watched this one, so I don't know if she becomes comes back to life. But the one I did watch on Netflix was like a bootlegger slash Civil War soldier. And I'm not sure why he needed to bootleg in the Civil War. Um but he had gotten killed and was like haunting this lady's house. And then she fell in love with him for Christmas and he got like a second chance at life. Well, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in spirited hooked up with the ghost of Christmas past because it was, what's her name from glow. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she immediately failed her task because he was too attractive and she couldn't focus on the job. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this so the trailer for this Ghost of Christmas Always had that old school narration style, like from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, um, I, I thought that was interesting. Also, this is the the lead actress in this was the best, uh, was the most attractive actress out of all of the trailers. I will say. Okay. I can't remember what she looked IMO. like. Uh, she's she's very pretty. You would think she's. pretty. I'm sure I would. I I don't remember. These people are all extremely Caucasian. <laughs> oh, it, uh, <laughs> as all white people look the same, mm-hmm. and you, you cannot—they all run together in these trailers. Yes. And sure. I mean, across the board, Hallmark obviously has like the same makeup and set and costume people working on every single one of these. Absolutely. So no matter what time they put the characters in, they all do end up kind of looking the same with the same style. And they're all doing Ryan Reynolds impressions. <laughs> yeah, at least all the male actors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so next up we have a a magical Christmas village. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should say too, just in case you guys were curious, I included these numbers of like of thirty one because there were thirty one uh, new Hallmark movies this year, counting down to Christmas. Wow! They didn't come out. You would think because there's thirty one days in December that they would come out like every day in December, uh, but they start in October every year. So some of these, like that Ghost of Christmas, always actually aired on Halloween. To kick off the countdown to Christmas. Oh, wait, no, it's, that one's 6 of 31. So we'd already had six other Christmas movies out before that one aired on Halloween. Two questions. Wow. Number yeah. one, when do you start watching them? And two, did you watch all 31? I did not watch all 31. I think I've watched, I, I think I've only watched like five. They replay the previous year's um, movies as well. So when we've got like the, the Hallmark Channel on in our house at like um, at Christmas and stuff, uh, it's not necessarily playing the new ones. Um, this year, when did I start? I think I waited till Thanksgiving to to watch my first one. I don't think I watched mm. one before that. I feel okay. physically I would not be able to watch a Christmas movie before Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. Yeah. They used to start the countdown to Christmas at Thanksgiving, um, and it has moved further and further and further uh, back. As all Christmas and does. They're very, very aware of it. I think I shared with you guys last year that the countdown trailer where it's a there people are trick-or-treating and there's like a christmas house uh-huh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was very funny actually something i will do someday when i own a house <laughs> <laughs> very good so tell us about this magical christmas village yes. okay I, this is the next like category which i'd call cursed objects <laughs> <laughs> uh, the monkey's paw yes. <laughs> Um, when Summer's mother Vivian moves in with her and her young daughter Chloe, her orderly existence is upended. Upon arrival, Vivian sets up an heirloom miniature Christmas village resembling their town and tells Chloe it grants Christmas wishes. As Chloe begins to begin setting up the figurines, real-life events seem to mimic the scenes she creates. With a little help from the magic of the Christmas village, the family will be brought closer together, and just maybe, Summer will learn to open up her heart to love again. A voodoo Christmas village! Yes! I love a, This is my favorite one on the list. For a Cursed lot of reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cursed objects is hilarious, so your category system is accurate and hilarious. <laughs> like, can we just all agree that categorizing a, a subsect of Christmas movies as cursed objects is very funny? Cursed objects happens in Hallmark movies a lot. I've definitely seen snow globes that you wish on, ornaments that you wish on, ornaments that disappear and reappear, Christmas angels that disappear and reappear and grant wishes. Um, and there is a, a gazebo for that. I don't know if they still do this. There was a Christmas gazebo that used to exist in the background of many Hallmark movies that they call coined the wishing gazebo. Is that the one that David Letterman sent to Kankakee, Illinois, as a joke? I don't know, maybe. Because <laughs> that was a cursed object. I want a, I want a movie where there's like a porcelain figurine of, of a dude, and the only way you can kill him is if you smash the figurine, but they can't find the figurine because there's like a million of them in this Christmas town. Like a Dorian Gray, but Christmas yeah, town figurine. Like That's it. exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> my cousin always put Godzilla's in my aunt's Christmas village. Perfect. Um, I love, I love the that. Christmas Cursed Objects movies because this concept in any other time of year would absolutely be horrifying, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Christmas. Come on. Oh, my gosh. There, so there's the, the actress and one of the actresses that's like the grandmother in this is, is someone named Marlo Thomas. I don't know who it is, but she reminded me of Mickey Rourke because she's had a lot of work done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's almost kind of scary looking to me, kind of like Mickey Rourke. Yeah, touch. Allison Sweeney's in it too. She was, uh, uh, I think she was on Days of Our Lives or something. I yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like I I've seen like like commercials for uh soap operas with her. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of soap opera actors end up at Hallmark. This oh. Marlo Thomas, I just clicked through her DMB, and she was in Ocean's Eight. Oh. Well, maybe she's a character actress like Margot Martindale, working actor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Gretchen Wieners. We'll, we'll we'll get to Gretchen Wieners in a minute. Yep. Yeah. It's funny that you call her that, like, because I call her Penny. So we'll we'll discuss this all soon. We, we will. All right. Next up, we have three wise men and a baby. Uh, I watched part of this. I didn't. Um, I wasn't super paying attention. It was on in the background. 
type of movie. I think this is a little departure. You know, there wasn't like, I don't think there's romance in this one. I think it's literally just like hijinks with a baby, which is always fun. But um, three brothers get the surprise of their lives when they are forced to work together to care for a baby over the holidays. They slowly get the hang of things. They find themselves on unexpected journeys of self-discovery and begin to rebuild their relationships as brothers, as well as um, damaged romantic and professional relationships in their respective lives, all while rediscovering their love of Christmas. <laughs> I love that little tag at the end. Just Also, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a reminder. Uh, um, this one stars... Uh, the actor who plays Dirks in Letterkenny. Dirks. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dirks. He was a jerk. Okay. Dirks the jerk. Yep. Um, who also, they in he's in a couple of these Hallmark movies, and I think they styled him to look like a, Kirk, a Carl Urban. Oh, yeah. Guy. He definitely has Billy Butcher vibes from the boys here. Mm-hmm. And the, the other two male actors in here, one of them is definitely doing a Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. For sure. Yep. I think it might be the... <laughs> It could be the same guy from the other one. It might be. Mm. How would you ever know? All, all these white dudes look the I, same. I couldn't tell you in a million years. I mean, my ongoing theory is that, right, they, like, <laughs> roll them out of the, the Hallmark warehouse and yep. put them back at the end of the season. Yep. It looks like it is a different man. They just look identical. Okay. They're indistinguishable. <laughs> yeah. What if it? What if it's, like, the movie Moon, and they just have them, and they only last two years, you know, and then they <laughs> A warehouse full of Sam Rockwell's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Sam Rockwell. That's the other thing I thought this guy was like trying to do. He, it was like, you know, not quite Ryan Reynolds. Uh-huh. I think it's a little more Sam Rockwell. Okay. Um, and then it seemed like the third brother is like straight um, attitude. The way he talks makes me think that there's probably some like, I was in the military background story here that I missed. Yep. And Carl Urban uh, clone is cool but rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you got one of each of the varieties of uh basic white guys <laughs> uh, i would just like to do a brief interjection here to I, I was watching kevin and jen's dog today and when i was in their house i told their google thing to play uh never gonna give you up <laughs> never gonna let you down uh rick roll at seven o'clock and i just got uh a gif from Jen of Rick Astley that says I screamed and Kevin said LMAO got us. <laughs> so got I just thought that was funny and I would share. Perfect. Oh, that. and that reminds me too. Remember, I couldn't think of the word that you you would use right, about Kevin. Right. We yeah. So we a couple episodes ago or last episode maybe we were saying yeah. that we were trying to think of something I used to talk about making fun of people and it was putting them on blast. So That's we it. did think of it eventually. We did think of it. Um, I, my my uh, one thing I want to say about this three wise men and a baby is um, it has this trope about people being over dramatic about babies and then like the responsibility <laughs> of taking care of them. Uh, I just don't find that entertaining. That trope. I. It's just like I've had kids. You know, it's not. It's not that even people that don't have kids, it's they don't like make that big a deal about you know a baby pooping in a diaper or something. It's just like come on. Yeah, I do think this that's like one of the reasons why we were able to have it on the background. I think I picked up most of the story without actually watching it because I do. I think the majority of this movie is um, being shocked that you have to ch- change a diaper type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, all right. So uh, next up, we have My Southern Family Christmas. I included this just for Ben. <laughs> just for Ben. Ben, you better turn on the Southern charm for a while. <laughs> I'll give you my honest opinion, but why don't you read that description you got there? <laughs> Under the guise of a journalist, uh, Campbell has a chance to get to know her biological father for the first time without him ever knowing who she really is. As she spends time with him and his family, as well as with the town's record keeper, she realizes that families are messy, wonderful things. In the end, Campbell must decide if she's going to keep her identity a secret or reveal the truth to her father, a decision that will change their family Christmas forever. <laughs> so is she the named, rest of the year? Is she <laughs> named same. Campbell because it stars Bruce Campbell? I suspect that is yeah. <laughs> what they did. Hmm. Cam- Campbell is the most white name for a first name. Like ever. when I was in Scotland, every building in in the Highlands and North has a sign on it that says "No Campbells Welcome." What? Why? Because they are famous for for the Glencoe massacre as one of the oh. greatest treachery uh, stories in 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 all of Scotland. Uh, they they murdered in bad faith, like a bunch of. Another like the most popular clan in the Highlands that were known for their generosity, so they they took advantage of them. And then at night when they were sleeping, they killed them. So everyone in Scotland hates the Campbells. And our tour guide said once we crossed into the Highlands, uh, past past Glencoe, he said, "If anyone's surname is Campbell, keep it to yourself." <laughs> <laughs> so, Bruce Campbell not welcome in the Highlands of Scotland. All right, fair, fair. Um, yeah, so this stars Bruce Campbell. I, I I think he's just bopping around, taking jobs where people will give them to him. Pizza Papa always gets paid, Missy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he's the only one with a southern accent in this entire trailer. That is true. Or sneak peek. Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did you not notice that, Ben? No, I wasn't paying attention. It's very, like, East East Coast uh, newsy accents, you know what I mean? Like. Yep. Whatever that like super neutral, uh, like American typical news accent is. Yep. Yeah. The uh, transatlantic. Well, yeah. The transatlantic is like this. You know, it used to be the oh, it was almost British. You know. Uh, Why this is <laughs> this is supposed to appeal to a worldwide audience? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like the the pig that uh, uh, what's her name does in BoJack Horseman has that voice. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not quite that. It's just very like um, neutral, bland. Yeah, neutral. Yeah. And but Bruce Campbell does talk in a southern e inspired accent. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Uh, that's enough to get some people to watch it. I'm I'm sure. Oh sure. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, this is just this girl like going to like wreck everybody's Christmas. Yeah, including the great value Jake Gyllenhaal that's in <laughs> yeah. this. Yes, that's right. Ryan Rotman is his name, and he, he is definitely supposed to be a Jake Gyllenhaal knockoff. Yeah, he was he was uh, Emmy nominated for his performance in the movie Worm. <laughs> <laughs> Worm. No, because Jake Gyllenhaal is in Nightcrawler. It was a bad joke. Oh. <laughs> I see. oh. I'll I'll show myself out. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of another kind of worm. <laughs> well. 
the uh, schmaug. He could have done a smaug joke. But that's a W Y R M. Y. Oh, that's well. But this is a podcast. It's spoken. We wouldn't know that you weren't saying it. My thought, my word bubble in in the comic adaptation would have given it away. Aha. Uh-huh. All right, let's talk about this next one here, which is Haul Out the Holly. Haul Out the Holly. Um, Emily arrives home hoping for, hoping to visit her parents, only to discover that they are leaving on a trip of their own. As she stays at their house for the holidays, their HOA is determined to get Emily to participate in the, in the neighborhood's many Christmas festivals. So uh, this is a... She's not even the homeowner. The HOA just wants to fight with her. That's so funny to me. It reminds me of the Instagram account Middle Class Fancy. I kept thinking of the defund the HOA (laughs) t-shirts. That's a good account. Yeah, I love it. Uh, HOA villain is very funny. Uh, Mm -hmm. This stars Penny Robinson, Lacey Chabert, uh, Mm -hmm. who we all have different go-tos for what we call her instead of her name because I call her Penny. And Ben I calls her, Gretchen yeah, Wieners. Ben and Missy went with Gretchen from Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, also, somewhere in here is Ellen Travolta, which is John Travolta's sister. Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, well, I guess Gretchen Wieners is a working actress now. I mean, she's found her sort of home doing hallmark stuff right i mean i haven't seen her in anything else No, she's penny in lost in space 1998 she's in party of five she was the voice of meg in season one of family guy and she's uh in a lot of hallmark movies and i just know that like why is that a thing that's in my head without looking it up it's just something i know that's yeah it looks like she's done some uh cartoon voicing Mm mm-hmm intermittent here too family guy season one that was like 20 years ago yeah she was she was meg's voice uh but she quit because she was going to school why do i know so much about lazy chabert <laughs> it looks like she voices for the since 2011 she has voiced uh zatanna zatara uh in young justice i believe that's the magician girl yeah i am not super dc so i could be wrong well, this is a this is a, a DC hate podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're in the you're in good company. I would also like to point out that Stephen Tobolowski is in this Christmas uh, Haul Out the Holly movie, and we may know him as Needle Nose Ned Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. <laughs> Needle Bill, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's Stephen Tobolowski. He's in this too. Okay. He has like as a face, he's got like an an HOA person. He does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Peter Jacobson from House is in this. I always thought he looked like Paul Simon. Um, Stephen Tobolowski, uh, when Bill Murray just goes <laughs> Ned Ryerson and punches him in the face uh, for one of the days is one of the funniest things in any movie ever. <laughs> oh, I hadn't seen that movie in a minute. Uh, a movie that sparked a whole genre. It's true. It, uh, I um, watched that like every okay, other so- year, I think. Uh, next up, we have a, a, a trailer for this is by the way, this is twenty two out of thirty one. Yeah, uh, a holiday spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, in nineteen fifty eight, so this is a back in time Hallmark movie. Maggie is. is an heiress from Philadelphia who puts her high society wedding plans on hold in order to sneak up to New York City and make her secret dream come true, dancing live on stage 
in the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City Music Hall. But because she's which, from Philadelphia, she gets batteries thrown at her when they do a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then she gets in fights all the time. Every day she's fighting. Uh, so this does feature the real Radio City Rockettes. Uh, I, anybody who watches the Christmas parade, the Macy's Christmas parade on, uh, or Thanksgiving pr- parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving, I forget the full name. Thanksgiving Day Parade. There we go. Um, has seen the, the Rockettes do this performance. They've done it for 90 years. Eat, that's an old that's a bunch of old people doing this dance out there. You know, someone's <laughs> going to break a hip. Yep. The exact same uh, 90-year-olds <laughs> yeah. started when they were One. <laughs> fresh. <laughs> <laughs> they were born on stage and they'll die on yeah. stage. <laughs> yeah. I like the lady that uh, when she's flirting with this guy out front of the hotel or the the boarding house or whatever, and the lady's like... <laughs> Like we don't have a doorman. We don't have any men. Get lost. You reminded me of that lady in in the Peggy Carter TV show that was like, no men. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know I like the Radio City Rockettes, but you know what would have made this better is like if there was a shot in the trailer and she's like walking out and you know it's like cold outside and she's like putting her jacket on and like the camera pans up and you see Sky Captain fly over <laughs> and his like P fifty one. Yes, that would be great because we're setting it in those times. I feel like we should. Well. I, was it 1938? Did you say? Or uh, 1958. Oh, yeah. That's a little late yeah. for Sky Captain, but it is even, a little even late. So. But 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 even so, it would still you could we'll just fit. We'll it just in. change mm-hmm. it to 1938. Random trivia facts: the Radio City Rockets were just the Rockets in St. Louis until the 1930s when they moved to New York. A bit. So that was a, that's the reverse Hallmark way. It's a you know, it's a small town gang of dancers goes to the big city. Yeah. Yep. But that's that's the the reverse gang of the of Hallmark. Way. <laughs> a gang, a gang of dancers. Violent gangs of roving dancers. <laughs> that's what the West Side Story is about, right? They have to yeah. fight Kevin Bacon from Footloose at the end. <laughs> they can kick like Chun Li. <laughs> All right, next up we've got 26 of 31, uh, the most colorful time of the year. Oh, man, I watched this one. You did? I did. I watched this one. I had to after watching this trailer. Uh, um, yep, I this is the dumbest know. one. <laughs> this is absolutely the dumbest one. I needed one. to know if what I thought was going on was going on, and it was exactly <laughs> what I expected. <laughs> um, Ryan is an elementary school teacher who learns that... He, he is colorblind. Michelle, an optometrist and mother of one of his students, helps bring color into his life in time for the holidays. <laughs> he learns that he's colorblind? This dude's like 35 years old. Um, I watched this. He definitely, like, no, he's definitely lying to everybody <laughs> in the beginning of the movie about, like, being able to see color. And I feel like you can't accidentally lie about being able to see color your entire life. Like... I was also it, there's like just to point no out, way he didn't know. Colorblindness is not seeing in grayscale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. Yes. That is the other thing, is like they have completely misunderstood what colorblindness is yeah. in every aspect. Have, is he magically colorblind? Like it's a magical Oh, is this a cursed blind. object movie? No, it's not oh, cursed, cursed objects. Yeah, cursed no, eyes. They just no one at Hallmark googled how colorblindness works. No, None yeah. Of them. <laughs> so so Derek, my cousin-in-law, Derek, if you I'm sure you're listening. 
uh, he's colorblind, and he just like can't tell the difference between red and brown. <laughs> yeah, there's like different yeah. types, right? There's like yeah. red green is, yeah. is one of my friends right. has. It's right. it is definitely not like a grayscale. No, world. no one's no. got grayscale vision. <laughs> Black no. and white dog eyes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've only got the right rods and cones to see gray. <laughs> Black and blacks. white dog eyes might be the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Black and white dog eyes. Oh, uh, the, the like. So this is just we're gonna straight up spoil this one because it is so ridiculous. Right. Um, and again, like, is it really spoilers if you can guess the whole plot from no, the trailer? No, no. Um, he, th- she, like orders him colorblindness glasses without his consent and he gets very mad about it because he's like pretending he's not colorblind or they try to sell you on that he doesn't know he's colorblind right. <laughs> everyone else in the world is calling things like blue and red um and he's handing people like the wrong colored things he also hates christmas because he can't see color is like the premise <laughs> of this a very color-based um, so, holiday so when he well, wouldn't gets... he hate everything else i mean if, if he's hating no. stuff because he can't see the co- like it's like you just hate everything like he, why christmas like somebody brings in like twinkling christmas lights to his classroom and they're like aren't they beautiful to him and he's like stares at them and there's like a pause that's like a sad pause and then he turns to the class and goes i don't know are they beautiful <laughs> <laughs> God, i hate this i so, hate this wait so would, would this guy if he was in a wonderful life would this guy have jumped off the bridge because <laughs> everything so. was in black and white in that movie <laughs> oh no For clarence sure. i'm gonna okay, go actually so when he gets the color the color blindness glasses he can obviously he can suddenly see all color because again hallmark didn't google how this stuff works right. And and then he starts asking questions about Christmas, like, well, why is it red and green? And at one point, the the like, the lead lady here goes, well, because Holly's green, and he's like, ugh, the disgusting parasitic plant. And they try to play it off as if he knows nothing about any Christmas traditions, even though he lives in this town surrounded by all of Christmas. <laughs> So, so I don't even think he would know what an angel is if we're going with this. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I clicked on IMDb on the plot keywords, which is a thing that I'm going to be doing from now on because this is hilarious. One of the plot keywords for this movie is female optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that what some people are into? That sounds like one of the Gosh. weirdest like subcategories of uh, adult websites. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just have to say that my final favorite thing about this entire movie is that at one point he is smelling flowers with these colorblindness glasses on and he says straight up that he could never smell flowers before he got these colorblindness glasses. And he like proposes that possibly not being able to see color stopped him from smelling things. Okay. Who wrote this? I don't know. An AI <laughs> and it does seem like it like too GPT. many fingers on a hand type of movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really it, does. This went know, through seem like Chat GPT. Several rounds of rewrites. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the lead actress in this looks like Christine Taylor, by the way. Ben Stiller's yep, wife. Yep, sure does. She was on Hey Dude. Remember that? Yeah, she was on Hey Dude and Dodgeball and Zoolander. Yep. Uh, I, I this is the most hated. This is the most cursed one. Talk about cursed object. This is a cursed movie uh it was a lot of fun to watch it's a really bad movie but in, in hallmark tradition you're talking to a guy <laughs> who watched moonfall twice because of how bad it is i will say <laughs> hallmark either they make you feel 
like you know christmas feelings and things like that or they entertain you and this is in the entertaining <laughs> category sure yeah i would have a good this time is in the, this is a good yelling at the tv one i think maybe oh. next <laughs> next year you should come down here and we'll watch a bunch of these movies i could do that and then yeah. we'll record it for patreon content there you go sounds good all right the tenth one that we have here is hallmark movies and mysteries which is like a separate channel mm-hmm Yes, okay. so the main Hallmark channel does Countdown to Christmas, which is like 31 movies starting in October. The Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel does Miracles of Christmas. And from what I saw, they only had maybe 10 um, movies available, and it seemed like they all had a mystery aspect to there. Yeah, I saw. I kept seeing um, commercials for those when I was in Texas at my in-laws' house because they watched this stuff. And um, it was like Columbo on one of them or something. It was, it was like... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. This guy's got a shadow under his nose, and this guy doesn't. And uh... <laughs> That sounds... I'm sure that the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries has tons of movies where people talk exactly uh-huh. like that. <laughs> Based on Columbo? Yeah. <laughs> Just one more thing. So this one... Uh, this one's called Miracles of Christmas. Um, this one is called, sorry, Miracles of Christmas is the separate countdown that Murders, Movies and Mysteries oh, does. Oh, And this okay, one is okay. called Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. <laughs> yes. What a weird <laughs> yeah. title. Not succinct. Yes. Not succinct. <laughs> no, no. Just kind of descriptive uh-huh. of the, the script they were writing. Uh, four days before Christmas, Elizabeth receives a voicemail from a number she doesn't recognize on the message a man she doesn't know makes a final plea to the love of his life um and this is from executive producer blake sheldon the country music man yes uh so i guarantee you this is inspired by those random scammer texts that you get where they act like they texted the wrong number Uh uh and then they but they're like you sound like a good person do you want in on this chris this crypto investment and they scam you, that that has to be what this came like, from. Like, it does seem like these two are just falling for, like, a scam <laughs> or a, a stalker who, like, has the wrong number it's or catfishing, something. catfishing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does star Lydia from Teen Wolf and Dirks, again, from Letterkenny. Dirks! Who is our Carl Urban uh, yep. lookalike. Yep. Uh, so this whole thing is just them trying to find this, find the person that the voicemail was looking for. This guy probably was, like, a crummy boyfriend. So they should probably just leave leave sleeping dogs lie, you know? Yeah, it's, it kind of seems like girl does not want to be found. No. I'm sure, uh, like, I haven't watched this one, but I would bet that they find her. She did want to talk to this guy. They get back together. And then through this experience, I assume that Teen Wolf and Letterkenny uh, end up together as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Teen Wolf and Letterkenny together at last. <laughs> um. Okay. So then our last two trailers here, I included, they're actually 2021 trailers. Yep. Um, they were a project that was put together by these two sister actors, but they are included here because Dan Harmon discovered them this year, got very confused, and caused some mild drama about them on the internet. I enjoyed the Dan Harmon article. Uh, I read <laughs> that and I found that to be fascinating because that's a reaction. So Dan Harmon's reaction, let's let's talk about this uh in a minute let's talk about the plot first and then we'll talk about dan Harmon. okay so the plot there's only one description because it was identical for both movies because the movies happen simultaneously and they reuse 
scenes cut like they filmed them at the exact same time they used a single editor for both of these movies they are two sisters in two towns simultaneously working through the story so jennifer and meg swift are sisters who couldn't be closer despite living hours apart jennifer is in salt lake city running a successful restaurant she started with her late husband he's got to be dead it's a romance <laughs> and raising her teenage son simon Meg stayed in their hometown of Hazelwood, helping their parents run the local bakery. This Christmas is the family's first since the passing of Uncle Dave, who owned the town's beloved theater, the Madison, where many memories were made over the years. When Jennifer and Simon return home from their holiday, they become wistful for one more Christmas at the Madison. Despite that, it's for sale and in need of repairs. Meanwhile, Meg is helping Jennifer's restaurant staff in Salt Lake prepare for a Christmas competition among local restaurants with the winner earning money for the charity of its choice. With the sisters switching cities leading up to the holidays, they find a new sense of purpose and discover what they both truly need in life and love. So sorry for the mix up. That's a, just a long description that describes the entirety of both movies. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So it's, um, it's Ashley Williams and Kinder Kimberly Williams. I didn't include on what these girls are from, but the IMDb, you recognize them. They're just in a crap ton of stuff. One of them is like a sitcom actor. The other one's in a ton of movies. Um, I guess they wanted to make some kind of project together, and Hallmark was pretty happy to let them do it. Mm -hmm. So each of them goes to the other's city and does the other sister's like business, basically, leading up to Christmas. Um, and it's like hijinks and there's occasional scenes where they're in the scene together and you'll see that exact same scene reused in the other movie because like they're simultaneous. So like their stories converge and separate. Um, they have like a phone call that is in both movies, like literally line for line for line. So the Dan Harmon drama was, I don't know if he watched both movies. I, Maybe the article he said did. I missed yeah, it. They were, okay. He was flipping back and forth between them at the same time. So he watched both movies, got confused about the premise, and thought they were recuts of the exact same movie, which they do use scenes, but they are two different movies uh -huh. that you are meant to be able to watch either together or separately. Right. And he came upon this without any context. And was just mm -hmm. like, he was like, what's happening here? So I, I feel, I, this has happened to me uh, with something as well. And I, I, I feel for Dan Harmon here because I was in this same position of trying to point out something that seemed really insane to me because no one else was noticing it. And that was the, how many Bruce Willis movies are remakes of Clint Eastwood movies with different titles. So, uh, Bruce Willis made this movie called last man standing. It's just, it's, it's word for word remake of fistful of dollars. And then, uh, Bruce Willis's movie 16 Blocks is word for word, like scene for scene remake of The Gauntlet with Clint Eastwood. And there's like five more. And this, if you Google it, it's not, no one talks about it, but it's like the same. So I, I feel the frantic madness that Dan Harmon feels in this situation where I'm like, don't, don't you people see? Like, it's like Mugatu and Zoolander. <laughs> like, I feel like it's one look. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So I, 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 feel like, I feel I feel him here. 
to add to the insanity, I did see his the the clip he shared that was like the mashup, and they do is the exact same lines. They like definitely shot both scenes at the exact same moment, but one of them switches between a couple different camera angles. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so I can see going insane like coming upon this and being like, does anyone else like does anyone understand? And then I like that. So he was posting this on Instagram, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the writers for the movie commented on his post because. You know, he's very popular and explained it. And after that, after he got the explanation from the writer, he said, this is cinematically unprecedented. (laughs) (laughs) See, That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, have we got an idea for you? Uh And it's like on paper, it's like this meta idea, but it turns out it's it's just kind of lame. and It doesn't really, it's not really all that great. It was like, it's almost Rashomon-esque, but it's not. It's like, but it's like it gaslit Dan Harmon, so it's very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> they tried a thing with the studio that would let them try the weird thing. Yeah, and it's very yeah. funny. I like it a lot. Yeah, and uh, enough people saw that Dan Harmon drama that I actually didn't see it first. I had other people who don't watch Hallmark movies sending it to me and being like, "Is this true?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. I like that. Uh, that's. Very I did funny. watch both of these movies. I thought that the plots were distinct enough despite there being overlap in the scene shots i did think the plots were distinct enough that if he had watched one or the other he wouldn't have been so confused right the fact that he mm-hmm. stumbled upon both of them and it drove him mildly insane it's it's i feel it because it has happened to me yeah i don't know that i would have paused you know if i was if i had, was flipping through and and hit both of these and didn't quite know what movies they were i think i would have just assumed Hallmark is recycling actresses because they do that a lot. I mean, I think two or three of the same actors are in the the ones on this list. Yeah, and this Dirks is only... from Letterkenny. Yeah, so they kind of get like stuck on a couple actors every year mm-hmm. and put them in everything. And I I would have totally if I had been him flipping through channels, I would have just been like, oh, different Hallmark movie, same actor. I was almost I was almost wondering if like this sister swap movies was they were wondering if it was going to become a thing Mm -hmm. like the um what's the uh princess um is it the princess swap or or, no switch uh, switch yes that's the hallmark one that keeps going right yeah 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 they're making a shared universe because of that one that rose mciver was in uh she was like at the wedding in the princess switch um i don't i don't know if they would make more of these they might it was definitely uh Okay, so I was saying, I don't know if they would make more of these, because the, I did see a clip where these two sisters were talking about how they were specifically reaching out to to find out somebody would let them work together on a project, because they're both actors separately in just tons of different things. Oh, here it is. Ashley uh, Kimberly Williams was the daughter in Father of the Bride, and then she is in just like a ton of other movies. Apparently she's in The Flash, The Christmas Chronicles. Trying to see what else we'd recognize here. I like Father of the Bride. That's Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. Yeah, Father of the Bride is very good. Um, it is good. And then Ashley Williams here is in How I Met Your Mother. She is in lots of other Hallmark movies. Instinct, Girls. So, TV actress. Yep. Um, CSI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for all the uh, new-new and somewhat new-new and not-so-new-new, but holiday trelures, folks. And we actually got a lot of 
mail last week from our question that we asked. So let's talk about these here trailer mailers. Yeah, so if you if you recall, last time we had the return of the questions time with two questions. And we're going to do question one and then we're going to do question two. So question one was inspired by both Barbie and Christmas time. What's your favorite toy line as a kid? Now, Missy, you did not comment an answer. So would you like to give one now? Yeah, sure. My favorite toy line was Barbie. It is why I didn't answer. I was like, well, I got it. Uh, I had, um, I'll say I was probably a spoiled kid. I have, my mom has a lot of siblings. My dad had a lot of siblings. And so you get a lot of gifts when you got a lot of uncles. Yep. And I had a Barbie apartment building. I had the fold-out vacation house. I had the rock stage. I had every popular Barbie you could think of I would get for like every birthday. And I had a walk-in closet as a kid, so it turned into a Barbie city. Um, and that is where I played most of the time. That sounds wow. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I think it was fun. Uh, Kevin wrote in and said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I remember playing with the Turtles party wagon constantly when I was little. So good. I never had the, the party wagon, but that thing was cool. Twas. I think it launched pizzas. That was the pizza launcher. Different oh, that vehicle. was the pizza. Oh, different vehicle. Okay. Uh, Jen said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We didn't have any accessories for them when I was little, so my brothers and I had them team up with my Barbies in a sweet, hot, pink Barbie minivan. <laughs> and uh, I can confirm I had a little sister, and so we often had we had cross-contamination mm-hmm. of the toys. Yep. Yeah. Jess Bly says, Skip It, the children's first flail. Yeah, Skip It was basically a toy shaped like a flail, <laughs> so you could bash yeah. someone if you swung it around. Oh, I see what she's saying. Yeah. I had a skip it. I was obsessed with that skip it. I did more cardio than I've ever done in my life with that skip it. As an adult, I've tried to replicate the amount of cardio I did with the skip it, and it is not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> skip it, skip it. But the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball. So try to beat your very best score. See if you can jump a whole lot more. Uh, Jess, and speaking of Jesses, we have two Jesses this week because it's just Kevin's sister Jess and Jess in the next room. Ah. So Jess in the next room says Legos, specifically the Aquazone, Time Twister, and Pirate sets. Also, I, got, I always got Disney action figures whenever a new movie dropped. Jess nice. is still obsessed with Legos. My brother one year, or maybe it was me, maybe it was me, got um, like the... Like the um playmates or little playmates or little something like that but there was a pirate ship <laughs> mm. this pirate ship and man it was awesome i remember but i remember cross-contaminating my other toys with that pirate ship because it was so yeah. cool so i get like the pirate toys jess yeah i understand my cousin john had the lego pirate ship the big one. Oh yeah that's so cool uh shayla said my sister and i were very into my little pony and barbie's Though we had Incot B dolls. I don't know what that is. I don't know what this is. The letter N, K O T B dolls instead of Kins. Clearly new kids on the block. Sheila, In-cot-by. tell us what, what that means on Instagram. In K O T B. In Cot B. I don't know what this is, but uh, yeah, let us know, Sheila. Oh, brother. Bridget says. I really liked my Easy Bake Oven. Even if most of my creations came out undercooked, warm, soupy brownies, yum. <laughs> totally agree. Cook with a light bulb. <laughs> that, like, brownie mush tasted very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never had uh, any kind of of these. I, I didn't have any siblings that had this, and I didn't have it, so I never had the soupy brownies. 
yeah, that's a good thing to note for me. I have a, a crap ton of siblings. I grew up in a cul-de-sac with other families that had tons of children. So amongst us, we had everything. I grew up in the yeah. in the forest <laughs> by myself. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have the boy version of Easy Bake Oven, which was creepy oh I had crawlers. that yeah, oh, but that didn't make food so yeah that made little rubber toys. But I did have you could that. Like, yes. Chuck those at windows, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, Elaine said, "My memory is terrible, so it took me a minute to remember what I used to play with." I had a nice collection of Petroleum Polly, a.k.a. Polly Pocket Toys, which were fun. I also love getting Beanie Babies to play with, not collect. Uh, I I had the, the boy version of Polly Pocket, which was Mighty Max. I had a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mighty Max. I still have a few of the bigger sets in my basement. <clears throat> okay, speaking of little things like this... Um, so my son is he, he is he has learned about Beyblade and he wants to get Beyblades to battle, uh-huh. you know. And I was like, I had something similar to that as a kid. It was this little compact that opened up and became this like arena, and you would have these little things that spin. Yep, yep. They were battle small, tops though. or what, whatever. What, what were they called? It was like battle tops or something like that. Something like that. Um, maybe Robot Voice will remember, but like I used to love that toy. I used to make them. I used to shoot them both of them myself and have them battle. It was awesome. And then you could just put the launchers and the things into the compact, close up, and just take it with yep, you. I had that too. Do you guys remember Sky Dancers? Uh, yeah, they had the, the dragonflies were the boy version of that one. Okay. Yep. I just saw a TikTok the other day. Apparently, they're still making like Sky Dancers, or somebody gave their kid like a vintage Sky Dancer, and they did exactly the mistake that we, we did in our cul-de-sac, which is we launched them outdoors. Uh-huh. Under the roof? You can't, you can't do that because they'll fly forever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to hit a ceiling and so uh, just i'll find it and send it to you guys the tiktok of the sky dancer just um going into oblivion just gone forever <laughs> yeah i had i had a dragonflies one that had this really because it was just a really cool dragon toy but then it it had the secondary uh feature of launching one of those things and mm-hmm. i remember shooting it outside and just it would like make a beeline for the roof <laughs> <laughs> It's seeking it, seeking it all. It's got his bent on it. Uh, our second question was uh, in the same vein. It was, what's a toy that you wanted as a kid but never got? So Kevin said, every year I always asked for a Power Wheels car and it never showed up. Oh, oh man. I had Bigfoot Power Wheels one year when I was like five or six and it was uh, that Christmas was awesome. Yeah, I never had that either. Jen says, a glowworm. I saw Mars attack as a small child, and it gave me nightmares. I thought the glowworm could protect me. <laughs> I glow like Glowworm. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of glowworms on YouTube channels that I watch where people are opening old 80s toys and stuff. But I really like the idea of it protecting you from the aliens from Mars attacks. <laughs> uh, Jess Bly. Wait, uh, oh, for, wait l- l- let's go back. People are finding unopened glowworm toys. Yeah, in eighties toys. Yeah, yeah. Retro Ed's geek out on on YouTube. He uh, wow. he had an unopened glowworm that he got at a wow. Uh, I think it was in Mexico at like a flea market. But yeah, uh, Jess Jess Black, Kevin's sister, says the toys my mom wouldn't allow. Mainly a pink motorized Jeep. So Power Wheels. <laughs> Um, my, one of my little brothers got a power wheels and it used to have a much lower weight capacity. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was the perfect size for my little, little brother. And it was the wrong size for me and my other brother. And I'm fairly certain that is why it didn't last very long. (laughs) Of course. Yep. Uh, just from the next room says, supposedly my sister and I wanted a light bright when we were little. 
flash forward to one of the Christmases when I was in college, we got a joint gift from Santa and it was a light bright. We were confused. Mom laughed and laughed and said that Santa must have just misplaced it all those years. I think my sister still uses it. <laughs> well, she has a baby, so that maybe you could mm-hmm. use a light bright for like a, a like a light in a baby's room. I need to go back and watch light bright commercials on YouTube. Yeah. Because that, that, that might be nostalgic for me. I feel like it's a, a jingle, right? Light, light bright. bright. Light bright. Yeah. Something, yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> for it is also in my mind. <laughs> sheila says i also desperately wished for an american girl doll though i wanted felicity for her beautiful costumes i liked felicity carrie russell was was uh (laughs) very good looking yeah she is um bridget says i always wanted moon shoes but never got them (laughs) oh man moon shoes were awesome bridget i'm sorry you didn't have them they were fun i just watched a a youtube video of laura legends which is a channel that i love where she got a a pair of them and was trying them out in the backyard and she was like desperately trying to not fall over elaine says i remember we used to get the american girl catalog and i would always flip through and wish for one of the dolls that looked like me but never got one these are the island of non-received toys Mm-hmm. So thanks for writing in, everybody. If you want to write in and tell us about your Hallmark genre that you would like to see, you can do so on Instagram at Trailerblazers Podcast. Or if you're like Kevin, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. And coming extremely soon, you can support us on Patreon for extra content as soon as we figure out what content goes with what tier. That's all that we have to do, uh, but then you'll be able to pay us money and get better (laughs) secret things (laughs) Uh, every now and then if you're feeling generous apart from the patreon you can rate and review us on apple podcasts which is still the best way for us to gain traction actually paying us on patreon will be the best way for the show to gain traction because it will pay for the hosting and uh we'll have a little leftover hopefully uh but if you do that quick mickey's gonna let you know what happens yeah, baby, you go on there, and you live that fast already on there. Let me tell you what, baby, we're going to start our own dance gang, and maybe we could be called something like the Quick City uh, Airplanets or the Quick City Missilets. Because it can't be the rockets, because that's taking so the Missilets is not taking. I almost guarantee you that it is not taking, baby. So we're going to start that dance gang, and we're going to have kick fights, you know, like behind the buildings and alleyways and stuff. But every shot's going to be Christmas, so it's going to be an alleyway with Christmas lights. But we're going to be fighting, baby. It's going to be, ain't going to be no blood, because you got to have this family movie. So it's like dance fighting. Maybe it's a capoeira movie. That's what it's about. So come on down and say this movie, fam, that we're making with our dance gang, Billy. That's a Christmas tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, for that effervescent, reticulated, and festive as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I can smell colors, but only on Christmas. Happy Trailsers, and a Merry New Year. And I'm Ben Moon, a.k.a. Petroleum Polly. (laughs) Happy Trailsers. And I'm Missy Evans, a lookalike of your favorite actress. (laughs) Evan Rachel Wood?
Megadon. Go on, 